Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you hit the grades of your dreams at school, college, and university through the science of fast learning and lasting memory, the psychology of study productivity, and the secrets to great exam technique. And now your host, the Cambridge University trained psychologist who's dedicated his life to helping students study better and outsmart their exams, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Expert podcast. I wanted to share a couple of recent articles I published on the Exam Study Expert blog. And the reason I wanted to share these with you on the podcast was because they're so fundamental to so much of um, what I teach students about how to study and how to revise more effectively. These are basically two principles from uh, psychology, from the psychology of how we learn, from how we of how we remember better, um, and I see very and I see very few students applying these principles uh, correctly to their own studies, to their own work. And I speak from personal experience when I say that when you do apply these techniques to your studies, it can have a transformative effect on how easily you can learn information, uh, particularly when you've got a lot to learn um, and ultimately to the mark you're going to get uh, for, 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 for your exams. It's not just my experience, of course, there's huge amounts of scientific data to back these up. Um, and I'll reference a few of the uh, review articles in the um, show notes for anyone that's interested. These two principles have such a big impact uh, that I believe that every student uh, should be applying them uh, to their own work. So what's the first principle? It's called retrieval practice. And it's based on the act of trying to pull information out of your memory. It kind of seems counterintuitive at first that trying to remember something actually helps you to learn it. But honestly, when you start trying it, you will be astonished at how powerful it can be for actually getting information locked away in memory, ready for when you need it. When psychologists talk about retrieving something from memory, they mean recalling it or remembering it. So when we say retrieval practice, that just means practicing remembering a piece of information you previously read or heard or saw. It's a quite a common misunderstanding and probably one that I held myself for many years when studying for exams uh, in, in high school, um, is that when you're testing yourself on what you know, that's only serving just to check how much you know at that point. Um, and it doesn't actually help you learn information. We now know that that's not true. In fact, the act of retrieval practice or trying to remember something from memory has been shown to be the most powerful memorization technique we know of. And you can look at, you can look at hundreds of scientific studies that have put this to the test. And the students in these studies often improved by a whole grade or more when they started using retrieval practice. If you're new to the idea of retrieval practice, part of the problem for me in trying to convince you that it's the right thing to do is that our own intuitions as students are sometimes not very helpful um, when we're deciding what learning techniques are working for us and which ones are flawed. There's a study which in, which demonstrates this quite elegantly. Two groups of students in the study, one were asked to spend four study sessions just rereading the information. So there's a passage of text, I think it was about sea otters, and the first group were just rereading. We'll call them the rereaders. The second group, meanwhile, got to spend one study session reading it, and then the remaining three sessions, they were asked to write down what they could remember about that passage from memory. They didn't get to look at the passage again after that first session. We're going to call that group the rememberers. 
Now, when you compared the predicted performance that the re-readers versus the rememberers gave themselves, the re-readers were feeling pretty confident about their uh, the, about how they do on the test. They were thinking that I've been reading this information and reading it. It's starting to feel very fluent. I'm starting to feel very familiar with the material. I reckon I'm going to do really well on the test. They all predicted themselves pretty high marks. The rememberers, on the other hand, They'd just spent three sessions trying to remember everything they they could about that passage and probably finding out that there was a whole lot of stuff they couldn't remember. So they were predicting themselves relatively low marks on the test. A week later, the two groups were tested. And what they found was completely opposite of what the students had themselves predicted. The re-readers did much worse than they'd expected, whereas the rememberers did much better than they'd expected and handily beat the re-readers um, in their test scores. So what was going on? Well, it seems that when we're rereading a passage of text or our notes or our revision guide or whatever it may be, and the same goes, by the way, if you're underlining or highlighting, you're getting more familiar with the material, sure, but don't confuse that familiarity with the text for actually being able to pull it out of your memory. Rereading isn't going to get information into your memory anywhere near as quickly as retrieval practice or trying to remember it. If you're new to the whole idea of retrieval practice, it may seem a bit weird at first that just trying to remember something actually helps you remember it. But think of it like this. If you're a long jumper, your most important training is going to be practicing jumping. If you're a runner, your most important training is practicing sprinting. If you're a weightlifter, your most important training is going to be practicing lifting weights. Sure, you're going to do other things around the edges. You're going to spend time in the gym. You're going to spend time um, on cardio, whatever. But ultimately, your most important practice is actually practicing the thing you're going to be doing on race day. And it's exactly the same principle for revision or for studying. You can almost think of yourself as a as a student, as a bit like a memory athlete, because so much of exam performance in so many courses kind of comes down to what you know. Do you know your stuff? Can you remember it? So if you're a memory athlete, what do you do? You train by practicing remembering. When you're trying to pull a particular fact or figure out of your memory, that's going to strengthen your memory of that fact or figure like pretty much nothing else can and lock it away in memory much more permanently. And interestingly, it seems that it doesn't matter whether you succeed in your retrieval practice attempt or not. If you can't quite remember that fact, you can't quite remember that figure or that name or that next step in the process or whatever it is, just the fact that you've been trying to remember it is going to do you good. And then you want to go back, get feedback, go back and check your notes, go back and check the mark scheme, whatever, go back and check what the right answer was. And you'll be much and in a much better place to to remember it next time round. So, how to memorize for exams uh, with retrieval practice? What do, what what are the actual techniques uh, you want to be using? Perhaps the easiest is just writing out what you know from memory on a blank sheet of paper. So, a plain sheet of paper is a really underrated study tool. Um, Put your books away, scribble down everything you can remember about a topic. And then after you've sat and squeezed as much as you can out of your memory, you might even like to go back and add in any missing details, go back and consult your notes, take a different colour pen um, and add those in around the edge. And then next time you train yourself on that topic, aim to have fewer missing details until ideally you've got none at all by the time you hit exam week. 
You can also draw concept maps from memory. So that's a bit of a more sophisticated variant on the blank sheet method. A concept map is basically uh, linking ideas together visually, putting them in boxes, uh, showing ar- using arrows to show how they relate. Um, some people prefer spider diagrams or mind maps. They're all kind of doing a similar thing, which is organizing information on the page. Um, in a, in a way that adds structure and therefore helps your brain to kind of navigate it. A third technique you can use is practicing questions. So working through exercises from your textbook or re- revision guide, or even tackling real exam questions. Perhaps you're even making up your own quiz questions. I mean, I know some students that go through topics, reading them for the first, you know, reading for the, them for the first time in their revision, and they'll write out a list of quiz questions that they're going to need to be able to answer um, in order to prove that they know that topic. Then put your notes away and take the quiz. The fourth and final technique I wanted to mention was flashcards. Um, So this was absolutely my number one favourite study technique. Back when I was a student at at Cambridge University um, and I was reading science and and psychology and just had huge amounts of information to learn. My first year, I found myself falling back to start with on the sorts of study methods I was using at school, predominantly making spider diagrams and, and mind maps and putting them on my wall. And I was just finding that I was spending all this time creating these these uh, you know elegant posters to put on the wall, but I wasn't actually learning the material any better. It wasn't sticking. It wasn't going in. And there was just so much to learn. I was uh, um, in desperate need of a of a change of strategy. So I switched to flashcards because I'd heard a little bit about retrieval practice by that point. And wow, it made such a difference to how much I was able to to get um, to take on board into my memory. Um, and, and get me ready for those for those science exams. I like flashcards so much that I've actually put together a, a guide which is all about how to use flashcards because I see a lot of common mistakes when students are, are making them and using them, which means you're not getting full benefit out of them. Um, so if you want a copy of that guide, it's available completely free. Um, I've put it up on my blog. For listeners of the podcast, you can go to examstudyexpert.com forward slash podcast um, and you'll be able to download your, your copy there. What's what's it going to feel like when you start using retrieval practice? Well, it's going to feel hard. Practicing by remembering what you know is going to take a lot more effort than just sitting there rereading or highlighting or underlining. It's going to feel tough at first, but embrace that toughness. Embrace that difficulty. You're going to feel more tired at the end of the day. Embrace that feeling. It shows you've done a great day's work. You know, again, to go back to my analogy of being an athlete, if you were a runner and you've been training hard all day, you'd feel tired at the end of the day. And that feeling of tiredness would tell you, you know what? I trained hard today. I'm proud of what I achieved. I've grown stronger and bigger and I'm going to be even better tomorrow. It's the same with studying. If you're finishing the day and you're feeling, you know what? My brain is saturated. I've been working it so hard today trying to remember all this information by doing retrieval practice sessions. That's a fantastic feeling to have. And you know that tomorrow, next week, your memory of what you've learned is going to be far, far stronger. um, And you're going to be well on your way to to getting great marks in your exams. I want to end this section on retrieval practice with uh, three best practice tips. I talked about how it's going to feel hard. But if it feels too hard, if it feels like you can barely remember anything in a topic, no matter how hard you try, Fair enough. You probably need to back up a step. So going back and rereading your notes is okay at this point. 
And then if you go back and try and do some more retrieval practice after doing the rereading and you still can't remember it, you probably need to start breaking it up into smaller chunks. So try and take it one paragraph at a time, for example, read that paragraph and then try and remember the key things from it. And then once you can start to remember the individual paragraphs or the individual segments of that topic, you can start to build it back up again. Secondly, don't let yourself get away with not fully knowing something. So let's say you're working with flashcards. You might feel like you almost knew something, flip the card too early, find something familiar and then say, oh, yes, I did know that. But beware. Did you really know it? You want to train with discipline. So give yourself a good moment to rummage through your brain for the information. And if it's not there, that's cool. Note it down as a missed effort. Come back to it again. Maybe you want to come back to it a few times during that training session uh, until it starts to stick, until you start to be able to remember it. And then finally, if you're trying to remember something complex, don't try and do it all in your head. Write it down. So we talked about the blank sheet of paper method for um remembering whole topics. But if you're just trying to remember, again, perhaps you're using flashcards to uh, learn, let's say, a complex formula in, in mathematics, a big formula can almost be too much for your brain to remember, to, to hold in memory, all at, to, to kind of hold all at once. And so you need to you need to actually write it down. You need to get the component parts of that formula out of your head uh, as you're going in order to um, be able to remember the next bit. Otherwise, all your brain power is just taken up with trying to remember what you've just remembered <laughs> um, and you don't have any left to, to remember the next thing. Another example would be if you what you're trying to remember is a list of seven factors. By the time you, if you're trying to do all that in your head, by the time you're on number five or six, you don't know whether the sixth thing you're remembering is actually a genuinely a new thing or whether you remembered it back in number one or two or three it's too much for your brain to hold seven things all in this all at the same time so again break it down write it out do yourself a favor get it out onto paper and free up your memory to actually focus on remembering the next thing you need to remember rather than remembering what you already have remembered so I've talked about retrieval practice. The second thing I wanted to talk about was spacing. So when psychologists talk about spaced practice, what they mean is rather than doing all your studying for a particular topic on the same day, you do the equivalent number of hours perhaps, but over a period of time. So what might this look like in practice? Let's say you need to get your head around, uh, I don't know, the work of Salvador Dali in your art class. You've got two options. Maybe it's you decide it's going to take you three hours um, to, to really get your head around uh, Salvador Dali the first time you, you study it. Rather than doing three hours getting your head around it plus another two hours that same day, consolidating what you know uh, and making as sure as possible that it's firmly in your memory. Take those two hours and spread them out. Don't do them on the same day. Come back to it maybe in a couple of days time, again in a week, and then again in a month. Again, when you, if you're using flashcards, you, what I love to do is um, I'd make the flashcards 
And then at the end of a session of making some flashcards, I'd take five minutes and just test myself on all the ones I'd just made. Go away, have a little break, come back. And then at the start of my next session of making flashcards, I'd review all the flashcards I made in the previous session. And then at a whole, at the end of a whole day of making flashcards, I'd go back through the whole stack of flashcards I'd made that day. Um, and maybe the ones I'd made yesterday, go through them all then again. Next morning, I'd revise what I did the day before. And then I'd try and come back to it again, maybe in another three or four days' time, maybe in a week, and then again in a few weeks' time. The beauty of spaced practice, rather than doing it all on the same day, is that it actually means that you're going to remember what you're studying for longer. Each successive time you come back to, some, you come back to that topic after an interval of time, Every revisit you do, that's going to mean that not only do you get back up to speed on on that on that topic and you get your memory back up to nearly 100% on what you can remember, it actually slows down how quickly you forget what you've just learned. That's great, not just for getting information into memory so it's there on exam day with confidence, but it also helps you get an advantage over everyone else who's crammed the night before and then forgotten it all a month later. So particularly if you're going on to study that subject again next year, in the next year at high school or, you know, the next year of your university or college course, if you can actually remember what you studied last year, you're ahead of the game in week one compared to the rest of your peers who forgot it all over the summer vacation. So we talked about retrieval practice and spacing, two incredibly powerful techniques for trying to memorise your course content for exams. Retrieval practice being where you're practising by trying to remember the act of pulling information out of your memory and then spacing, not doing a topic all in one day, but spreading it out, coming back to it repeatedly, doing repeated retrieval practice sessions on different days. Look, I'm so excited for you if you're coming across this for the first time and and going to apply it to your studies. I promise you it makes such a difference uh, when you do start. I'm I'm thrilled to be here with you um the start of your your journey. And if you are using these techniques already, you know, then hopefully you've found some things in here to help you fine tune your technique a little bit uh, and help you apply it um that much better. Whichever camp you're in, I know there's been a lot to take in in the last 20 minutes or so. Um, So what I've done is I've put together a little guide, uh, kind of almost a cheat sheet on my blog, on my website at examstudyexpert.com forward slash podcast. And you can go on and download the guide. It's absolutely free. And that'll serve as a reminder of a lot of the principles we've been talking about and also how to apply them uh, in practice to your studies. And it goes into a little bit more detail, um, as I was saying in the the flashcards section, uh, about exactly the steps you want to be following uh, to apply some of these techniques in practice. So again, head over to examstudyexpert.com forward slash podcast to download your copy today. So I just wanted to wrap up by sharing a little bit about what's coming up over the next few months on the on the podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every week, every Tuesday, and we've already got a treasure trove of uh, brilliant episodes, which we've been recording over the past few months that uh, I can't wait to release and to, to share with you and hear your thoughts on. Just to give you a flavour of what's coming up, our guests are going to include subject matter experts in maths, English, science, languages, music, really kind of superstar teachers uh, and tutors at the very 
very top of their game, who are going to share some subject-specific learning strategies and exam techniques. We've also got some prominent learning and memory psychologists who specialise in figuring out uh, a lot of what I've been talking about, about how students learn best. So you can look forward to getting into a bit more detail about what we've been talking about today um, and also covering some uh, brand new techniques we haven't even had a chance to, to talk about. Uh, and then finally, uh, we've got some guests coming on to, to, to keep you motivated, focused uh, and in control with uh, experts on study productivity and exam mindset. If all that sounds good to you, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And I hope to see you back here again very soon. In the meantime, very best of luck with your studies. Thanks for listening to the Exam Study Expert Podcast. Remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review for our show in your podcast player.